You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast following a huge third period rally for your Ottawa Senators. They beat the Edmonton Oilers and sweep a two-game trip to Alberta. I'm Ross Levitan. With me is always Brandon Piller. And we've got our winning selective guest as well. This is the third time he's joined the postcast, all after victories. It's Laleem's Marsh. And Pilsy, starting with you, though, your overall impression after a big victory on the road. What an amazing win. Like, is that was the crispiest third period we've seen all season long. Five goals in the third period, and this team was just firing on all cylinders. Martian, we were talking about it at the intermission. How are we feeling? We needed a big start for this team, and they gave it to us. Yeah, listen, I'm a Patriots fan, so I, I was <laughs> ready for a double disappointment night. Yeah. And after the first two periods, I, I didn't know what I was going to expect here, but Sure enough, uh, these Sens, they came out of nowhere with that uh, beautiful third-period comeback. <laughs> Let's run through the scoring summary for anybody who's listening this the day after. Of course, you can find the postcast wherever you download your podcast, but we appreciate everyone joining us live. Tons of Go Sens go in the chat tonight. As it's just another good Chat vibe. is on Only. fire for this late. Ooh. Why wouldn't it be? It's a Saturday full <laughs> of sports. We're three minutes to midnight central time. That means we're well into the evening where you guys are, and it is just unbelievable to have not one, but back-to-back great efforts, reminiscent of at Florida and then home against Tampa where they took care of those two powerhouse teams. And, yeah, this is awesome how many people are alive in the chat for how late it is. So let's keep it going. Josh Norris will get to really the story of the night, but he opened the scoring with his 15th of the season on the power play. Then Zach Casting ties it at one. The Oilers go up not by one, but two in the second period. They take a 3-1 lead to the third, where it's Adam Gaudet first, then Alex Formanton, then Artem Zub, all in a span of eight minutes' time for Ottawa to take its first lead of the night. However, Darnell Nurse got his third of the season to tie it back up, but Josh Norris once again. And this is the goal I want to get into, Pilsy. Take us through the Gambrell assist, the Cody Cece assist. This goal had a bit of everything. Hey, I needed to be locked on to Cody Cece tonight, and there was a big reason because that was a TSN turning point, really. Like, Cody Cece gets the high sticking. And on the replay, guys, I'm not even sure if that, like, did he even touch Norris's face? I think he got pure visor on that one. Like, he just scooped Josh Norris's helmet right off. I guess it busts the strap or whatever, so you can't use that helmet, but... It's a power play. You're not going to get Josh Norris out there to start off a power play. Yeah, right. Watson gives him his bucket. He says, okay, Watson, my head hasn't taken as many hits as yours. I can't fit in this thing. Gambrell gives it to him. And he goes out there. And guys, I don't know about you, but the second he was out there with Gambrell's helmet on, I was like, he's going to score. Obviously. When you saw the like, guys laughing, you knew the vibes were incredible. It was just, yeah. just They were just bound to score. They were just like... You've never seen such incredible vibes out of the Ottawa Senators <laughs> this year. They were just like, we're laughing our heads off. It's a tie yeah. game. There's five minutes left in the game. We got this. We're laughing. We got a, someone else's helmet on. And sure <laughs> enough, the guy with the different helmet on is the guy who scores, right? So It always works out that way. Always. Doesn't Gambrell only have one goal on the year? 
Yeah, that's shorty, I think, right? So that helmet's done just as much good for Norris as it I think did that's why they were laughing. That. They were like, this this helmet's never seen power play time. Yeah, for real, honestly. <laughs> that's amazing. Was there any point in this game you thought it was over? We'll start with you, Martian. Definitely. As soon as yeah, Tyler Yamamoto say. scored, I was like, "Is they're down three to one. I'm like, this could easily go yeah. south quickly here. We saw it last year, they, nine times. <laughs> yeah so as soon as that happened i was like oh here we go deja vu for sure but i think definitely the factor tonight was matt murray like he he was making saves that you haven't seen him make since he's been an ottawa center and that's for sure he was making game saving saves which is something that you can't say for him rebound control was good tonight really happy with his performance it's looking like he's on his way up like it's crazy how it's only been two games and already we're talking about how much better it feels with him. It's like an, it, the, the switch has been flipped. Yes, and it needed to be for Matt Murray. And even though he lets in four goals tonight, but to, to me, it's the 16 shots against in the first period. He makes 15 saves on those and no chance on, on Zach Gass. And that's a great shot across yeah. the body on an even better feed from Drysaddle in the slot. And they were so close to killing off that five-on-three power. I mean, they killed off the five-on-three, but that entirety... There was, a, I think it was a minute and 10 seconds there and oh, right before the end of the second one. Um, that was even more the cheeky call that I didn't really like either. So it yeah. sucks that that's the one that, that cost them. But you're right about Matt Murray. Lots of calm saves tonight. And that's fantastic. Get this stat from Sean Foisey. Only the seventh time this season McDavid was held off the score sheet. That in itself has to feel good for the Ottawa Senators. And this decor was fantastic too throughout the night. Like, yeah, Yamamoto snuck through on the on the breakaway goal. He got through Branstrom and Brown. But otherwise, I thought Branny had a great game. He was moving pucks. He can snap it around with the best of them, eh? Like, there's not a pass that he is doesn't have the confidence to have or the skill to, to pull off. What did you think of Branstrom's game tonight, Pilsy? Yeah, I thought he had a decent game. Obviously, that's a tough look with Yamamoto, especially since Yamamoto slips up and still beats him. Mm. But he had there was weird positioning there. I'm not sure why Brady was kind of flip. It was a weird flipped puck. Like, yeah, he wasn't ready for it to land like that and stuff. So you know what? I'm not going to harp too bad on the guy for that one. But I thought he did a really good job of uh, his stick position too. I noted two, three times where a good stick by Brady broke up two-on-one play, uh, a good cycle pass or something like that. And and then the puck's going the other way. So I really think Brandy's starting to pick up some confidence and you're starting to finally hear DJ Smith say good things about him. So those two things are going to go hand in hand and very similar to the Matt Murray situation, right? DJ Smith finally giving Matt Murray a boost of confidence. Look how it's paying off. Pilsy, who, how much credit would you give to DJ Smith for shaking up the lines going into the third period? lot of credit that ended up working out big time like that <laughs> who would have thought but Tierney and Gaudette all you needed to do was put them with Alex Formanton and they were hot like they scored two quick goals and Formanton boys uh yet again two-point night back wow. to back two-point nights yeah. like this guy is getting it done and Gaudette say what you want but when he's put in positions offensively where he has a chance He's got some moves like that backhand was a real nice backhand and uh, Skinner just barely got there to make that save on the uh, Formington goal. Luckily for me, he's right there to bang it home. 
Yeah, I, I think I think DJ Smith has been watching some Bruins games because you see it with them. They split up the perfection line. They moved Pasternak down to the second line. All of a sudden, they're eight and one in their last nine or eight in their last nine games. So you know you split spread the you know the skill around a little bit, and this is what happens. The depth starts to show. The first line we know can operate really well when you just have those top three guys together. But give Stutzla someone to play with like Batherson and Paul, and then all of a sudden you got you got secondary scoring, and that's what you need to, to have to win. Like you see it all across the league. You look at teams everywhere; they front load their teams, and then they realize they need to spread their wealth around. It happens all the time. So, let's draft our Sense Central standouts. I like the way we did it yesterday, Pilsy. After the Calgary game, we each drafted two. Let's get the Martian involved in two each after this game. I think we can easily identify six guys who deserve some stick taps following a huge 6-4 victory in Edmonton in a game where the Oilers outshot Ottawa 37-26 to and won 55% of their faceoffs. But Ottawa's power play went two for three, 34 hits. They were certainly committed on the four check. All right, Pilsy, we'll let you, or should we let the guest start? You think we should let the no, guest no, start? No, no, go ahead. All right, Pilsy, lead us off. It worked well last time. All right, well, I feel like I already mentioned mine, so might as well just get this one over with, and it's Alex Formanton. Like, not only did he get another two-point night, but he was creating offensively. He had another great chance on the PK. I thought he was one of the guys out there. You noticed him every shift. Like, obviously, when McDavid's on the ice, uh, the He's the real champion of speed, but when it's just Formington and no McDavid out there, he can get by guys, and he just had another great game, and I think he's really starting to show that he can be he can be a top six forward, I think, if you get him with the right guys. like And his uh, speed on the penalty kill is such a good tool to have for a guy like him, so I just love seeing him rack up points. Another multi-point night for the guy. Nine points in Alex Formington's last eight games. Oh, that can't crispy. be stressed enough. Super impressive. Extra crispy for Alex Formanton. You think he had a Red Bull before tonight's game? Guy's the flat, fastest yeah. dude on the entire planet. You know who is the best shutdown defenseman on the entire planet today? And I'm leaving a nice ripe one for you, Marsh, but I'm going with Artem Zub because he was on McDavid all night long. Didn't give him any space. He had an active stick in the neutral zone. I thought that was huge in putting uh, McDavid in situations where he couldn't use his speed. And when uh, McDavid tried to cut in the middle, the stick was not allowing him to get to full speed. There were two times where he almost got through. One was called offside late, and then the other one, he kind of fumbled the puck into the corner. So I just wanted to give some shout-out and some love to Artem Zub because, man, not only does he come through defensively, but then he scores what was the go-ahead goal at the time. So he has a goal, two hits, a block, a takeaway, and led all Senators defensemen, not named Thomas Shabbat, in ice time, played over 23 minutes in tonight's game. Huge effort for Zub. Yeah, and you're leaving the ripe and juicy one, like you said, for me. I was going to take Zub if you didn't, but just saying. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, the ripe and juicy one here, uh, Josh Norris. So Easy. obviously. Nice. Obviously, with two goals tonight, what a great performance from him. One in the power play. He had just shot. Both, Both were on yeah. the power play, yeah, and from his office, right? <laughs> when he's in that zone and he's and he's got a look, it's, it's pretty much game over most of the time, it feels like. So 
great great job from him for with uh, the two goal effort there and also with uh, just shy of 20 minutes of ice time so he was a real important part of the taste when i thought so I'm, I'm going with my boy, Josh Norris. And even though the Senators lost the faceoff battle, Norris, as he is so many nights, well over 50%, 55, just a, a stud. He, his sixth and seventh power play goals of the season, last year in 53 games, he had six. So he sets a career high in power play goals. And that career high is only going to get set next year. Yeah. And then again, the year after, and again, the year after, because we've seen it time and time again, that, that one-timer position, if you can shoot it, it doesn't matter that the other team knows it's coming because it's so hard to stop. So great call, Josh Norris. And let's do snake style. So Martian, you get the next one here as well. Okay, great. Well, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the other low-hanging fruit here, and that's obviously Matt Murray. He didn't make all the saves, boys, you know, allowing as many goals as he, as he did, you don't look at that and say that's a that's a great game from a goaltender. But he, he made the ones he needed to make, and he gave them a chance to win. So uh, that's all you can really ask from a goaltender. I thought he really battled hard tonight. He made a few unbelievable saves, some some real momentum swinging saves. So uh, you got to give credit where credit's due. I think that swing down in Belleville might have actually woke him up a little bit because a guy like that, like it seems like he kind of needs that wake up call. Maybe it is like the the fact of the matter is it didn't seem like he was connecting with the team as well as he could have either but now all of a sudden he looks like you know we see those little clips from the dressing room even that's where he's starting to look engaged so i'm yep, happy to I see agree. that and uh i think i think matt murray deserves a little shout out here too how about the save he made in the first period on connor mcdavid the desperation to get across that's something that maybe we didn't see so much yeah and that was the fact that his desperation commitment to making not only the first save, but the second save was there as well. So great call. So Martian, your two central standouts. You got Josh Norris and Matt Murray. I'm going to stick with the defensive aspect and I'm going right back to the Artem Zub pair. And as much as I, maybe, maybe Pilsy's going to take this other guy, but I'm going to go with Nick Holden, the hometown boy playing in Edmonton, because nice. again, the long stick I thought was a really big part of the defensive play for Ottawa tonight. I thought Holden did a fantastic job of angling guys off into the corner. And for a team that at the start of the year needed defensively sound defensemen so bad, they had a couple unbelievable performances that I wanted to highlight. So absolutely, I'm giving it to Artem Zug and Nick Holden tonight. Pilsy, who are you wrapping up our Sen Central standouts with? Yeah, I like that. That second pair, That's you need someone that can shut down those elite superstars, and they did that. So they definitely deserve those honors. I already talked about Brandstrom, and I don't want to repeat kind of the same breakdown. He would have been my pick, so I'll, I'll go to my next guy. And, hey, look, Adam Gaudet, two points. He doesn't get a lot of playing time. but And now, again, DJ Smith gave him a shout-out, said he's a good shooter. And he is. It, when he gets the time and space... I think he can get things done. He's kind of like a Alex Galchenyuk, eh, guys? Like a when bit. Same, yeah, number same number, yeah, same number. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> like in the offensive zone, you're like, ooh, he could he could really do some work here. But in the neutral zone and in the defensive zone, you're like, when's he going to get off for a change? <laughs> like maybe head towards the bench uh, ASAP. But uh, I really liked his game, and I thought that line uh, of Formanton, Tierney, and Godet that just ended up working out so well. So great to see Godet relish the best opportunity of his life. 
Yeah, I tweeted earlier tonight that I thought that like tonight was a um, an important game for Goddad to go yes. out and, and prove that he could do what he needs to do to like stay in the lineup consistently for the coaching staff. So I don't know. He took it. He took that penalty early, and then I know you know oh, the, the, that the, was that a bad goal, one too. But then you forget all about that with the goal, right? Yeah. So and an apple. Yeah, and an apple. So the Ottawa Senators are undefeated since Nick Paul says they want to go on a run. Martian, <laughs> did they have they given you pause in the last two games to be like, man, I don't know if this team's going to lose. They've been playing extremely well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to cut my out. And you're talking to the right guy to do that because I've always been more on the positive side. I feel like so. I probably would technically lead that way just by default. Uh, Martian, their that. next opponent is the Buffalo Sabres, just so you know. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, we'll so see that, if like, that goes Allegedly, that. yeah. We could definitely – I mean, go on a run for sure. Like we saw at the end of last year, they're capable of doing it. I, I don't think that they're incapable of doing it. Are they going to make the playoffs? Probably not. So uh, everybody will say, playoffs. like, well, what's the point of winning games? Well, it's fun to – it's fun to watch wins in my it's opinion. It's fun to win I games. I almost an F-bomb. It is fun <laughs> to win games. Man, yeah. I'm, it's, I'm it's right with you on that. Uh, Life of Seb saying that Gambrell's helmet should be first star of the game. Crazy that that's basically what the game comes down to. Josh Norris' second of the game is, is the winner. Uh, Tim Whalen asking the question everybody needs the answer to. If they go on the Hamburglar one run, what are people throwing on the ice? I don't know. Rice, yeah, Rice Krispies, maybe. Ooh, Krispies! I, I like that. that. Yeah, that's good. I think good. it should just be something just that comes naturally. I don't think yeah. we can leave it up to us in the podcast. Right yeah, now. especially <laughs> tonight, we'll say JMO and and beers, maybe. But no, in all seriousness, let's work on getting back into the arena before we worry about what we're throwing on the ice. The Senators, <laughs> think about what's been going on here over this last stretch. The Senators haven't played a home game. In what feels like forever. How long has it been since uh, since the shutout win over the Tampa Bay Lightning? December yep. 11th. I was there for that. It feels like wow. forever ago. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. So since then, you're looking at a team that's 3-2-1 and one, all on the road against some pretty good teams in the mix there. And you, now you're allegedly coming home for the game. We'll wait and see if that goes on against Buffalo. Uh, that would be on the 18th. But then this road trip coming up afterwards is going to be Pretty pretty tough in Pittsburgh, in Washington, and then finishing off in Columbus. So there, there's a stretch time here where we don't know when this uh, this dozen sends games are going to be rescheduled. So what what are they going to do with this ground that they have to make up? Because they're so far out of it right now, but they have so many games in hand. So as of right now, you just have fun watching the team play games and have few wins. And how about just, I mean – the poetic nature that Cody Cece took the penalty to lead to Did the game winning goal. Did you see dump him behind the net tonight? I clipped it on my Twitter account in case you missed it. Did but. you? Let, we'll retweet it right now. Take us through the play. Well, Stutzla was having a real physical shift in the offensive zone. The puck came behind the net, and Cody Cece collected it, and, and Stutzla ended up man- managing to get there on time to, to lay the body on him, and he just kind of oh hit him kind of blindside a little bit, but like it was just a good hit. <laughs> Sense I love playing it. physical hockey. Gotta love it. That, what What is your take, Pilsy, on DJ Smith starting the Goddet line, or sorry, the Gambrell line every single period? My initial take is, uh, wait, 
can I do this quick enough that it's it's going to be effective? Well, it yeah. always results in yeah. offensive. <laughs> <laughs> like that's such a Guy Boucher move being like, all right, I know I have a top line that's firing at an unbelievable rate. I know I've got uh, Tim Stutzla, a superstar in the making, but you know what I'm going to do? Throw out that checking line with a grinder, a guy who has one goal all year and whoever else is on their line at the time. That's the line I'm going to start every single period off with. But, hey, I think the boys rally around it. And uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't mind it because two games in a row it resulted in an offensive zone faceoff. Yeah, yeah, true. But the no. thing that they did tonight that I didn't really like was when that offensive zone faceoff came like 10 seconds into the game, it was like a quick icing call immediately. They didn't change. They should have just, you know, put up the more offensive line. That's that a good happened. time to get the first line just, out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, I expected that. You know, they did their job, got an offensive zone faceoff. 10 seconds. Yeah. That's fine. Pillsy, it actually reminds me of a different sense coach pulling it up right there. <laughs> okay, Paul McLean nice. used to put out Zach Smith, Colin Greening, and Chris Neal after every single goal for <laughs> and to start every period. And you're like, sometimes after a goal, maybe just keep the Spezza line out there. Maybe that's the play, but he just, just loved that speed. Yeah, yeah, he loved, loved, loved. I mean, the East Coast boys as well. But that we, we shouldn't just gloss over Tim Stutzel's game tonight either because it's his birthday. Happy 20th birthday to Timmy Superstar. And not only that, but a year anniversary of his first NHL game. So yeah. tonight he was physical as well. And not only that, but he had a soft little assist too. So I would say all in all, like he would be just on the outs. Him and Shabbat, I'd say, are the two guys we didn't mention in Sense Central standouts who would be the next two because I thought they both played great as well. Yeah, and coming off COVID too, they usually say that it's the stamina is the thing that everybody kind of worries about when they're coming off of COVID. And tonight it didn't look like he was struggling at all in that department. I don't know what you well, guys the boys saw. got him a, a bike, right? So he was able to at least uh, <laughs> yeah. keep the cardio up. And and I think Timmy was one of those guys, thankfully, that uh, he said he didn't really have any symptoms. So Sure, it's tough you're not on the ice, but a young guy, and if he's keeping his cardio up, it seemed like it didn't slow him down too much, thankfully. No, not at all. So the Sens are feeling good, and do you take any you know, pause in the fact that the Oilers have now two wins in their last 14 games, or this is still just a huge road win for the Ottawa Senators, Bills? Huge road win. I mean, Ross, our goal was to have at least not both McDavid and Dreisaitl get multi-point nights. And they achieved that. McDavid, <laughs> not even on the score sheet. And then Dreisaitl, only with one assist. And McDavid had seven shots. Like, Murray had his number. Like, there was multiple chances where McDavid had good opportunities to score and he couldn't get it past Murray. So, I think this is this is a great road win by the Senators. And, hey, for once, they took advantage of the backup goalie situation. And they, they really made Stuart Skinner's life pretty awful and they didn't even need a lot of shots to do it they just capitalized on good opportunities so this was just an awesome awesome win and if you're the Edmonton Oilers sheesh I don't oh, like Sean don't even... Foisy yeah, yeah exactly don't even bother going for Kane you're not making the playoffs like don't bother adding rentals no no but what do you think about the fact that or do you think the Sens got a coach fired tonight and Dave Tippett it's close. It's I say. yeah. How many years are left on his deal? Because Ken Holland's not a, a guy that likes to fire the coach just to send a message. I don't think. And and Tippett was his guy. So I don't know. Good question. But, but I, I, I feel like they're, they're at the point where they got to do something drastic. And 
And yep. it seems like the Evander Kane thing's got a lot of things going on that are are, are preventing it from actually happening, probably. Yeah. So. Unreal. Pilsy, final thoughts after a huge win for the Ottawa Senators. What's your overwhelming impression? What are you going to take into tomorrow and feel good about when the Sens head home? I just can't believe they were able to score five third-period goals. Like, that's unheard of for this Ottawa Senators team. And they just came out firing and they were able to get those momentum goals Ross like we always talk about usually they go in the other team's favor this time the Sens were able to pick it up at the second half and secondary scoring was a big part of this too sure Josh Norris got two goals but that makeshift line of Tierney Formanton and Gaudette hats off to them they really showed that this team has depth scoring and maybe you got to turn the blender on a couple times to find it but it ended up working out unreal Martian, last words? The Sens are going streaking, baby. It's time to pack up and go on a run. The Ottawa Senators sweep Alberta after spending a full week there. Land in Edmonton, have their game postponed, go to Calgary, pick up a 4-1 win over a hot Flames team, and then right back up and beat the team with the top two scorers in the National Hockey League. As Pilsy mentioned, five third-period goals. The Ottawa Senators win Six to four, and we appreciate everyone in the chat. Hit us with a go sends go in the chat after a back-to-back stellar performances from the Ottawa Senators for Laleem's Martian and Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators Podcast, which you can find wherever you download your podcast after each and every Ottawa Senators game all season long. Let's hope there's plenty more wins to dissect on the way. Thanks so much to everyone for joining us in the chat. Next time, hopefully we'll be against Buffalo on home ice, but we can confirm you will hear us on LOSP on Monday. So stay tuned for all that. For the meantime, follow the show on Twitter at Send Central on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. And don't forget to follow the Martian as well. At Laleem's Marsh. And again, the Sens win 6-4. Good night, everyone. Enjoy your weekend.